This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Very, very welcome, listeners. Um, it's time again for Into Me See, where we talk about reality, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction. So last week, um, and this month's topic is uh, breaking denial to change. And uh, we're just looking at the, the very, very important action and change of attitude with regards to denial and that we cannot break, uh, we cannot change unless we have broken away from denial. And I'm very, very aware of the fact that um, it it's different at different times. So we may not break denial on one issue, but then there may be denial on another issue. And um, Gert and I will once again, um, we, we spoke last week, and we'll be going into discussion again, a conversation uh, on this topic, and talk about his experience as, as a counselor with, uh, with these counselees. And um, as you hear, um, I am, Gert and I are alone uh, on air this afternoon, this evening. Because Suki is taking taking a break, and uh, we're giving her an opportunity to to relax, relax, and to um, have some peace. So, Chet, um, very very welcome. It's so good to have you back this week again. Absolutely, Frederick. Thank you so much. It's it's good to be back. So, so in in this program and in in this uh, episode. Um, we often talk about how those struggling with addictions can help can be helped in a healthy, life-giving way. So this month, as I had said, we're talking about denial and change. So very, very welcome back uh, to with us, Gerd. Thank you, Frederick. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's good to be here. Um, you've been in counseling for, for quite a while. Give us a little bit of a background on um, just how did you get into the counseling? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I laugh because it's a fond memory. Um, ah. So coming into counseling was not something I had in mind. Um, mm. As I went through the turmoil of addiction, um, but like I mentioned last week, um, in 2006, um, Jesus Christ stepped in between myself and alcohol and drug addiction, literally stepped in and said, this is over. And I was healed. I was made whole, so to speak. I was brought to a place of restoration. And for me, it happened instantly. Um, I had to do the work, yes. But only then was I ready to meet my lovely wife um, uh, that I'm married to now for uh, 11 years. Mm -hmm. So... So God was preparing her, and he kept her hidden from me all those years uh, because we actually moved in similar circles, but he kept her hidden from me because I was not ready, mm, mm, mm. Uh, mature enough or whole enough to, to be introduced to each other, the two of us. Mm. He then um, used my wife to convince me to step into my calling, which I believe is to be a spiritual and addictions counselor, somebody that reconnects people with the power of God, mm, somebody mm. that that reminds people who they are, that their identity lies in Christ, 
Mm-hmm. So it's not something I wanted to do it was to go study at the age of 40. Mm-hmm. Um, but she saw something that I couldn't. Thank, mm-hmm. thank to God. Thanks to God for that. Mm-hmm. That she said, um, you should go. This is what you should be doing. And I went to, I went to study. I got a, I spent five years, um, got a diploma in um, communication and counseling with some psychology background, but specifically around addiction. Yes. Um, so that's how I came into counseling. But then the enemy kind of kept me out of it for another two and a half years, telling me you're not good enough. Mm, this mm, is never mm. going to work. You won't make any difference. Um, but boy, when I took off there, mm. <laughs> he was exposed. And uh, and now I'm really grateful to to be involved in people's lives and and see God work in them with me just as kind of a, a, a bystander and mm. um, somebody that walks along with them. Mm-hmm. That's where I am at the moment. Sure, that's wonderful. Uh, it's it's incredible how Jesus actually guides us, and um, He allows things to happen when we are ready, and, and He deals with us exactly in the same place where uh, He knows we need to be dealt with, and uh, He comes into our lives in in many different ways. There's just one thing I want to clarify for our listeners. So, so perhaps there's somebody that that is drinking and um, they want to get rid of the, the drinking habit. Um, you said that um, you were made instantly whole um, that day when you said, I'm not going to do this anymore. But yeah. that did not mean that you did not embark on a, a journey of of restoration. Um, there were certain things that you that that was needed from you, so that you could maintain that uh, instant wholeness and uh, the sobriety. Absolutely. Um, I remember. I'm also involved with some treatment centers, and I remember a person in treatment saying to me when we were talking about the Twisted program and where it, where it says we decided to um, turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, which mm. is our thoughts and our actions. And he said, oh, so what you're saying is I'm, I'm not going to do anything. God's going to do everything. Yeah. And that's, I think, sometimes the idea that people have mm. coming into treatment saying things like, so when are you going to fix me? Or when mm. is the magic going to happen? No, the work started then. Mm. But mm. I knew in an instant that I would be able to break through and have victory, yeah. which I never had that knowledge before. Mm, because mm. before I was I was full of self-will and fear, so I was trying to do it. But when I did that prayer, and it, you know, Frederick, it's a prayer that I prayed many, many times through the years of addiction, and the mm. prayer went something like this. God, please help me with my, and fill in the blanks, yeah. help me with my... And the problem is, then nothing happens. Mm, the, the visual mm, I had mm, is almost like God is standing right behind me with his hands behind his back saying, just put everything on the table. Yeah. And that only happened when I was desperate. And mm. then the same prayer had a life-changing uh, impact on me mm. a, a, a completely. So it's not a different prayer. It's just that this time I didn't say, help me with this thing or that thing. I said, here's my whole life. Mm. And that's what Katrina mm. Tofsteps talks about, your will and your life, meaning your thoughts and your actions. Every thought, every action yeah. has to be focused through God before you even 
go ahead with it. Yeah, it talks very loudly about surrender, um, getting yeah. to the point where you said, I cannot any longer, I surrender it. That's so true. And you know, today's world is not about surrendering. Today's world is about being the best you can. It's mm. about um, being the best at what you do. Uh, you know, I see people worship the God of reason, the God of intellect, before mm. they would even consider spiritual help. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. say things like, um, and this is pre-desperate, this is pre-rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> people would say things like, when we refer to the 12 steps, for example, they would say, prove to me that this will work. Then I might consider doing it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you, that almost sounds like somebody that says, um, prove to me that exercising will make me fit and then I'll start. Um, We need to take the action. Mm. I believe in a spiritual program of action. Mm. And with the emphasis on action, my part is incredibly important. Mm. But God designs the outcome. He he knows the outcome. He can live my life in reverse. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Um, so you you have a number of uh, I don't know if we can call them clients or sponsees. Yeah. Um, what are the typical struggles uh, that they have? Yeah. So to answer your question, I have both. I have clients and sponsees. Um, clients are people that come to see me struggling with the fruits of being disconnected from God being things like substance abuse, uh, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, food, or what you refer to as a process addiction, or some Mm. people call it a behavioral addiction, Mm. um, sex and love addiction, gambling, shopping, where the addiction is hidden in the the process, as you pointed out. Um, There's normally a ritual involved. So people come to me, ultimately, I believe there's only one problem. All mm. people, I believe, are struggling with a lack of conscious contact with God. Mm. And they come to you and they call it something else. But mm. ultimately, I strive to be the spiritual counselor that reconnects people with God. Mm-hmm. This is a very, very important point, and we'll continue with the conversation after the break. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we are talking and we are in conversation, Gert and I, with regards to denial and breaking denial and uh, starting to change and how important it is to break denial. And just before the break, he was telling me about the typical issue and, and actually the main, main struggle or problem that he finds that most of his clients have, and that's a disconnect with um, with God. So, so Gert, what are some of the tools that you use um, to help your clients break denial and start changing? So, Frederick, I, I believe in a, a design for living, a spiritual design for living that works um, in the format of the 12-step program that's Mm -hmm. used in many, many fellowships. And one of the most powerful tools in there is to look at resentment, unforgiveness, fear, shame, and guilt. Mm. And we dissect that and we are very thorough and we go back and we look at what is a resentment. It's it's old anger. 
Um, I look at dysfunctional beliefs and old ideas like you're not good enough. You'll never yeah, amount yeah. to anything. Or my father never loved me. Mm. And we, we dissect that. And sometimes 90% of certain ideas that we hold on to are things that were spoken over us once maybe mm. and that mm. we then part of our identity is formed in that. Mm. And we need to look at that in the presence of God which which is step five. That yeah. says we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Yeah. And then you see people become free in front of your eyes, mm. uh, where they mm. look at something, where the the default, the, the neurological paths were used to be to try and prove that the person is right. What mm. he's saying is he's right. Now you point out. No, your father did love you. He was just at work a lot trying to look after you. Mm. All of a sudden, the person has a positive experience in being wrong. And he goes, wow, I was wrong about that. Thank mm. goodness. Mm. Show mm. me what mm. else mm. I'm wrong about. Mm. And then they're ready. Then you, can start, then you can start looking at these dysfunctional beliefs that do not serve you. Mm. And, and you were talking about uh, the 12 steps. And uh, we know that... The 12 steps are used in many, many fellowships. Um, Correct, all, yes. all the addiction, um, love and behavioral anonymous, whatever anonymous you can think of, um, they use the, uh, the 12 steps that originated with AA. So I think you would be very familiar with the AA 12 steps. Um, but also there are um, Christ-centered uh, recovery groups and programs that also use the 12 step, but they have a biblical um, component to those. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so how do you think, um, especially if we're talking about a Christ-centered uh, recovery journey, and I heard that that was your passion, is to bring people back into a intimate relationship with God and themselves and others. These aspects that you mentioned, the resentments, um, the, the unbeliefs, the, the lies that become truth, do they, are they exposed while going through the 12 steps? I mean, at what point are, are your clients able to say, yes, there's a I would problem? Say it, yeah, I'd say it depends on the client. Um, we need there's certain aspects that are crucial. That is willingness, mm. honesty, and openness. Um, and if a client is not looking for recovery with the desperation of a drowning man without mm. something dramatic, but that's what we need is somebody that says, I will do anything. Yeah. Then the change, um, you know, there's an old saying that if somebody's ready for recovery, there's nothing you can do to keep them away from it. But yeah. the opposite is also true. And I have only one rule and that as a counselor. I do not help somebody that doesn't ask for help. Mm, 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 if the mm, family mm. asks me for help, I would see how I can assist them. Yeah. But with the uh, person that if, they, if they're not requesting or realizing that they've, they're in trouble, I'm not going to be effective or helpful at all. Mm. You know, I'm not uh, sure if I answered your yeah, question. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, because as you were sharing, I was immediately thinking of the analogy that Suki very often uh, uses is there can be a, a, a zero out of 10 and there can be a 10 out of 10. Um, uh, a 10 out of 10, I'm willing to take 
any radical step that you tell me, I'll do mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. that I can start changing. Or a person can be three or four or five out of ten. So if the, if some challenge comes, uh, they, they fall away. Or somebody could be closer to mm-hmm. one or two. Um, and they say they want to change, but they don't really want to change. And and I think that speaks into your 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 policy or principle that um, you don't help a, a client or a, an addict if the family asks. Please help my son, my my husband, whatever. That's right. Mm, mm. There's twelve step programs for the family, and that's mm. very helpful. That the family, you know, addiction is a family disease. Yes. Yes, and um, the family should also consider that they have been harmed and that they are sick, mm. and that they can can heal by following the twelve-step program. Mm. And um, that's very, very important: is following the twelve steps and uh, and having it as a Christ-centered uh, program or a strategy to to break denial, move, and start changing. And that can be true for the addict. Um, and we're not only talking about alcohol. There are many types of addiction. And uh, and start breaking away from denial and start changing. So, Gerd, I'd, I'd like to know what, what are the common things that uh, they struggle the most with? If, if you're talking to your clients, what is the greatest obstacle to their change? I think the greatest obstacle in my experience so far is that people get stuck in in thinking in in their head. Uh, they're trying to intellectualize or mm. use logic to figure out the problem. And unfortunately, the addict or the alcoholic, the problem centers in the mind. So the mind is already affected. So now the person is trying to use an affected mind to to heal something that can only be healed on a spiritual basis. Mm. Mm, um, mm. Like I said before, the, this world is not about surrender. It's it's about standing out and being the best and being the strongest. So I think the biggest hurdle I've noticed is this need to understand something before we'll do it. Mm. When it clearly works for millions of people globally, but in my experience, and I was I'm including myself in this, I felt different. We, mm. we all of all the people I've bumped into to come into recovery tries to prove that their set of problems is different and that mm. the twelve steps or the the normal approach will not work on them because of x, y, and z mm. that's different mm. in their lives that doesn't apply to the the normal uh, garden variety alcoholic mm. as we jokingly refer to it, yeah, 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 which is not true. Mm. it works for everybody the only requirement is. Uh, an honest desire to stop. And people, unfortunately, come into the 12-step program sometimes with a desire to stop, but it's not an honest desire. Mm, yeah. It's a desire to stay in a relationship or not lose the house yeah, or things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then recovery cannot start because mm. then recovery is based on a lie. Mm, mm, mm. The uh, foundation is, then, is, is a lie, and mm. you can't move from that. And what the the word that immediately came to to my mind uh, while they are stuck in their heads is they are trying a cognitive process and I know mm-hmm. there is a technique called cognitive behavioral therapy and uh, where CBT, they yeah. 
where they actually try to change your thinking, how you think about yourself, how you think about God, how you think mm. about uh, about others and and the world. But the cognitive that I'm talking about is that somebody could have a cognitive um, belief that God is there and they need to be in a relationship with him, but it has not sunk down to the heart. And therefore, it, it is yeah. not affecting the mind with the truths that come from uh, believing that Jesus is the Lord and the Savior. Absolutely. And the way to have that sink into the heart, as you just so beautifully put it, is to have healthy habits mm. and to have disciplines that that we help people with on, on the morning and evening and during the day. They certain disciplines in place that these habits will then eventually settle in and become a new way of thinking. Mm. The, the, the new man then resurfaces, or surfaces, resurfaces, I suppose is the right word. Um, so that, that comes from staying diligently with suggested disciplines that work for many people. So it will work for, for any kind of substance or process addiction. Mm, 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 mm. And I think something that is super exciting for me is just to see how people change uh, by following the 12 steps and uh, and having a spiritual journey. And, you know, even in the SAA readings, it says yeah. um, it's a spiritual solution. And mm. uh, step 12 says um, once having it had a spiritual awakening or going into a deeper relationship with God, mm. we try to carry this message to others. And it, it no longer becomes a cognitive thing. It's something that's built into us. Um, that's right. Gert, can, do you have some examples or what you have seen in some of your clients as a final closing uh, question, uh, some of them changing in their relationship yeah. with God and their intimacy yeah. with others and themselves? Yeah, so the 12 step, as you referred to, uh, uh, I love how they put it, um, having had a spiritual awakening as the result. Mm. It doesn't say as a result. It's the main point of the 12 mm. step is to have a spiritual awakening. Uh, the things that I noticed first, um, the, the, the things that start happening with clients that are actively and healthily engaged in the 12 step process, the 12 step process, meaning they want to do it, they honestly want to do it for themselves. Uh, first of all, it's kind of a hope. There's a hope for the future. There's there's a sense of fitting in or belonging, um, mm. you know, being part of something much bigger than the mind can can never fathom. A, a sense of peace and ease about the person. There's yeah. joy. There's happiness. There's a, there's sometimes, well, quite often, there's kind of a, a sparkle in the eye that people mm. around mm. the person mm. notice before the person himself are even aware yes. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's also. There's less sadness. There's less anger. There's uh, there's more energy. There's mm. drive. Um, but the first thing I normally notice is laughter. They start laughing again. We start mm. the the healing of laughter. We start having it. Feels, you can see people start breathing again, and people realize. And if I had to say anything to people, the moment feeling, what should I do now? Is that reach out. Tell somebody what what you're struggling with. Mm. You know, you can't and you don't have to do this alone. Mm. Mm. Um, 
they, the people like myself are easily to get out of. You mm, just need mm. to remember the name. I'm Gerd Moorman. It's easy to find people on social media. And there's a lot of people that, that are ready to help. There's a lot of fellowship groups that can help. But those are the things that I notice first. Mm. And it's beautiful to be part of that process. That God can use us like that. Mm. Yeah, and As so he's using you. And <laughs> with what you guys are doing, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much, Gerd, for that encouragement. And and I just want to confirm with you that the healing comes in community. It's not an isolated, only God and I. I tried that, and it didn't work. Uh, mm. It's not only uh, me and uh, my wife or my partner or my my boy or girlfriend. It's in community with people that Absolutely. understand exactly what you are going through. So um, I, I'm I'm 100% sure that... Um, these changes that you saw in your clients definitely affects their relationships, a relationship with God and with themselves. Oh, they yeah. start getting a different view and perspective of, the, of themselves, yeah. and they have a different perspective and a different relationship and closer to intimacy with with their partners and, and as couples. Gert, thank you so, so much for for being with us today. And, um, what a pleasure. Yeah, Thank you and, so much uh, for having me. Yeah, thanks, Frederick. We'll look forward to uh, another month. Uh, perhaps we can talk again. It seems like we can talk for an hour about. And we un <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to come to an end. Thank you very, yeah. very much for being with us. And uh, listeners, um, please remember that uh, you can listen to the podcasts. Uh, if you missed uh, or came in halfway through the program, um, please go to the podcasts at www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts and forward slash into me see. And there you can actually download any of the podcasts and you can share it with friends. We'd love to you, you to share those. Um, no restrictions. You don't have to pay anything. Just share it with a friend. And um, if you have any questions or comments or some topic that you would like us to talk about with regards to addiction, please uh, send that request and or the question to Frederick Suki, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K-S-O-E-K-I-E, Frederick Suki, at kpulpit.co.za. Keep tuned and uh, keep tuned to this very beautiful radio station, kpulpit729 AM. And uh, we'll see you next time again. Blessings. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.